Hello, welcome to the Miss Kamei Show. I am your host, Miss Kamei, and I'm broadcasting live from the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, today's interview is one uh, so special to me, so long awaited. Um, this man is extremely busy. He has been extremely busy. This year has, has, has had him traveling and making many, many appearances. I want to welcome Mr. Douglas O'Neill, the newly crowned, newly, newly crowned national Mr. All World Beauties Man of Distinction 2021. Welcome to the Miss Kamei Show, King. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to uh, be with you today. It has been a long time coming and it's finally here. So really excited to be here with you today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your voice with us, uh, sharing your platform with us. Um, we've got so much to talk about. We want to highlight you and all the glitz and glamour and all your fabulousness. So um, I understand um, you've, you've been involved in pageantry for many, many years. Uh, this title is not your only title. This is not your only competition. Um, you've definitely been very active um, in, in the pageant world. So talk to us about your pageant journey. Where, where did this all start um, leading up to, to your current title? Well, my pageant journey started as a young child. I've always loved pageants. Uh, people who are around me uh, were involved in pageants. My uncle was a director on the uh, Miss Black circuit in the 70s when he was in college. So he produced um, HBCU uh, college pageants for um, young African-American women in the HBCU uh, college circuit. And so I kind of think that's where my, uh, where it comes from, you know, just that inner love for pageants come from. Um, my sister competed um, in the Miss USA system for about a year. And again, it just sparked my interest in pageants even more. And um, it just, you know, just kind of melted over into uh, my adult life. I became a director on the local level for Miss Texas and Miss America in 2013. Okay. And I was, a I was a local director for the Miss DFW pageant for about five years. Okay. And my very first Miss Texas, my very first Miss DFW placed first runner up at Miss Texas. So I was very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so started competing um, in pageants myself in 2012, which was considered as for a man or for anyone, it's, it's a little late um, <laughs> because I was in my late thirties when okay. I started competing. And we know the age out for most men systems is 26. So I found systems that accepted me, competed in those systems, was very successful in those systems. Mm -hmm. I was, a um, a state title holder and a uh, national title holder for U.S. Universal in 2013. Mm -hmm. Took a couple of years off and was a national title holder and a international title holder for United Nations in 2017. Wow. I, won, I won my international title, uh, Miss United Nations, in Kingston, Jamaica in July 2017. Amazing. And that 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 is a whole breath full <laughs> of competitions. <laughs> and um decided to come back in 2019 um and accepted the state title, uh Mr. Lone Star State for the All World Beauties brand. 
and the Man of Distinction brand. And due to COVID, I held my spec title for two years. Oh, you, yeah, there were, there were several pageant systems that did that. Those lucky yeah. title holders had a yeah. whole extra year of reigning. <laughs> Absolutely. And then in 2021, my dream came true. I won the national title of Mr. All World Beauty's Man of Distinction right here in my home state, in my hometown of Dallas, Texas, last June of 2021. And so, yeah, so I'm about 10 weeks out and then I'll be taking my final walk and passing that crown on to the next lucky gentleman um, to start his his, uh, phenomenal year. Yeah. Well, um, what an amazing journey. What an amazing journey. You know, people um, that don't know you or they're not are, are not connected with you would would have no idea, you know, the pedigree behind you. And um, oftentimes, you know, people think of pageantry as, you know, it's it's a little silly. Right. Especially for men. Um, you know, like, why are you competing in a pageant? You know, you're a man. Isn't that for women? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about that. You know, um, obviously you, you, you were, uh, blessed with the pageant bug, right. The pageant bug (laughs) that we all get. Um, so why, why pageantry, why pageantry, why compete, you know, especially after being a director and directing a pageant and, you know, the, the, the production side of it. Why, why compete? Why, why is that important to you? Because I was able to, because what I was able to instill in young women, I also learned a lot from being a director and I was able to see it from, you know, from a backstage point of view. And so as a director, I learned how to compete. And not only was I learning it, I was coaching it. So I was like, why not take my own advice and my own coaching and, and put it to the test. And I knew that there were male systems out there that I could compete in. Mm-hmm. I researched it and just started doing it. And I loved it. And I still love it to this day. Yeah, yeah. Um, in pageantry, we, we, uh, we often talk about platforms, right? And it's, it's not so much uh, something that, that is necessarily really discussed, um, you know, maybe outside of your pageant interview, um, but, but the foundation of pageantry lies within the platform, right? Um, the, 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 the platform of the system of the pageant system, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you and I've talked before and, you know, you, you, you talk about the principles of the pageant system. And when, when you decide to compete man or woman, um, you know, to, to, uh, the importance of understanding the brand of the pageant, right. Um, right. so your platform, um, is, is something that is, is, is essentially your message It's your podium. It's the microphone, you know, that you, that you speak at. Right. And so your platform is FLIP. And that's an acronym for family. Love is precious. And I think that is an amazing, amazing platform. And, and, and at the same time, very, very vague, vague in general, you know, it just encompasses so much. Right. So right. why that platform? Why is that particular platform? Why is that, you know, that voice in the microphone important to you? Yeah, I always tell people, you know, especially clients that I coach, you know, research the system and understand what that system is all about before you get involved. Um, For me, my platform, I always tell people that my platform chose me. I did not choose my platform because I grew up in a house where there was um, domestic violence, there was alcoholism, there was depression, there was 
addiction, there was depression, you know, there was suicide. Mm. So growing up with all of that, when I started trying to figure out what my platform was going to be, you know, I, you know, went back and forth. I said, well, I could do breast cancer because I had women in my family who had, you know, battled breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Some survived, some didn't. Uh Then I had um, colon cancer in my family. And, you know, mental health was yes. issues with my family. And I could have done men's health. But then when I took a step back, I said, all of that's great. However, choose a platform that directly affected you. Right. And that, and that was close to you. And so when I took that step back and I, was, I said, you know, I could work around the mental health within the family. And it was something that I experienced. It was something that I knew about. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a no-brainer for me to choose for, for, for my platform because it was, it was already there. It was there right yeah. in front of me. Yeah. And yeah. so that's how I chose that platform because it was something that I grew up with the first 11 and a half years of my life. You know, we tend to kind of float over, gloss over these, these topics of conversation, right? Especially when we talk about our childhood, um, and our adverse childhood experiences or ACEs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that we experience in the trauma, um, that, that we go through. Right. And as we grow into adults and, you know, we, we go through life, we begin to understand, uh, the trauma and we begin to understand how, uh, you know, our, um, ACEs affect us now as adults, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later. Right. And so, um, I know, uh, because you and I are connected on, on social media and we follow each other, uh, definitely, uh, because of pageantry (laughs) for sure. Um, the, uh, the tragic event of Miss Christ, uh, you know, one of our beloved pageant sisters, um, just made such an iconic uh, statement, you know, when she, when she was crowned, um, but the recent event of, um, you know, her taking her own life. Um, and you were actually pretty vocal about that. Uh, you were pretty vocal about that on, on social media. And because I, I, I know you and you've shared, you know, your personal testimony with me, I understood it. Mm-hmm. I clearly understood it. So, you know, talk to our audience a little bit about that. You're, you're, you're in pageantry, you're competing, you know, you're coaching, um, you know, you're, you're talking to your, your clients and also, you know, your, your fellow delegates um, about their platform. And, you know, you're, you're, you have an opportunity to really be a voice on this topic and help people to understand even what they might not even understand about themselves, Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so talk, talk, talk about that a little, a little bit, you know, as comfortable as you are with, with the topic, um, you know, how did that event of, of Miss Chris, um, you know, affect you? You know, it affected me pretty hard. Um, just because I had just recently seen her on TV, on Extra, you know, as a correspondent. You know, she had just hosted the um, co-host the Miss Universe pageant. So not just myself, but the whole world had just seen her. Yeah. And when it initially happened, I found out about it like the following day. Mm-hmm. And I had been out of town. I had just come home. And I wasn't really ready to grasp it and accept it at the, at the time. 
So as media continued to come out about it, you know, it just, it just affected me. Like I literally shut down. Mm-hmm. Like I was emotional. Yeah. I, I cried a lot. And, and I could just remember seeing her face and all of the smiles, you know, but we don't understand what's going on behind the smiles Yeah, with people, with people who deal with depression and things of that nature. And one thing that I've really experienced over this last year is that people don't understand, even though you're in the pageant realm, you wear a crown, you rock a sash, you wear a stole, that there's more to us than that. Right. And people want to grasp at you and they want to pull at you and they expect you to be pageant 24-7. And they don't understand that there's a person behind that crown and that sash. Right. And I think that's one thing that we we missed with Chesley. We not only with Chesley, but we miss, we miss with people all the time because, you know, people are expected to be this way and to wear this mask, but behind the mask, we don't know what's going on in their lives. And I think that's what hurt me so much about her because we thought she had this glamorous life. Right. In front of the camera, she did. But behind the camera, there was hurt. There was brokenness. There was sorrow. And no one, no one really recognized it. Yeah. And that is what broke me the most about yeah. that incident. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, this, this silence, you know, yeah. about, about the, you know, mental health. Yeah. Um, I, I, I completely relate, completely relate and understand, um, you know, there's, there's a bigger picture behind, yeah. you know, underneath that crown for sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so do, you know, do, why do you, why do you think people don't talk about it? Why do you think, um, you know, we're not addressing, you know, this topic, um, you know, in, in your own opinion, why, why is it, you know, such a taboo, you know, topic of discussion and something that, you know, really society, you know, we know it's there, we, we know it exists, um, and exists in many, many of us. I mean, I, I, I believe, you know, more of us have experienced trauma and depression and, you know, some type of mental health challenge than, than not. And so why, why do you think there's this, you know, silence about it? And, and, you know, in saying that, um, what, what can people do to kind of break the silence around it? I think one thing, and I speak coming from an African-American male, that's all I've been. That's all I'm going to ever be. (laughs) My ethnicity is never going to (laughs) change. Right. And growing up, in an African-American home and an African-American community, that's just something that was never spoken about in our community. Mm-hmm. It was never spoken about in our homes. What happened inside of the home stayed within the home. There was never any counseling. Oh, we don't do counseling. We don't need counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's, it, I think it's, I think it is actually like part of the programming, part of our programming and part of the programming, how we're brought up, mm-hmm. the type of family we're brought up in, our ethnic backgrounds, 
we're, we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be able to deal with things. We're not supposed to break. And I think in the African-American community, that has a lot to do with it. It shows a sign of weakness if, we're, if, we, if we admit to it. Yeah. So I think coming from that standpoint, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, great, great point. I, I teach a webinar um, called The Power of PTSD. Mm-hmm. And um, every time I present this webinar, um, you know, the, the audience attendance is, is you know, really kind of amazed yeah. um, because in my webinar, I, I, I talk about PTSD, you know, what it is um, and the power behind knowing that, you know, somebody is experiencing post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, you know, we have, um, Kings like you, we have, um, you know, Queens just in the pageant world, you know, who, uh, have similar platforms and have similar conversations. Um, and so I believe that, you know, people like you and I, who talk about it, who talk about it with boldness, who talk about it with courage, um, and, and encourage and really kind of embrace people um, that, you know, you know, mental health is real yeah. and we, we want to talk about it. It's empowering. We're educating ourselves. We're, we're giving our, you know, giving ourselves and other people knowledge about this. And when we, when we are, are educated and knowledgeable about it, there's power in that. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, as I was growing up, you know, I was um, embarrassed about a lot of the things that went on in my family and in my household. Mm-hmm. And I never really talked about it. Mm-hmm. Even as an adult in my 20s, I never really talked about it. I never really even talked about it in my 30s. Uh, but when I started competing and realized that platforms do make a difference, I was able to start talking about it. But then I realized talking about it was healing as well. Yes. So I was able to heal myself by talking about it. So now I'm able to talk about it right. and, and share my story without hesitation, without being nervous, without breaking down, you know. And, and so I definitely have to say that being in pageants has allowed me to heal myself by being able to speak about my platform yeah. and, my, and my personal experiences with my platform. Yes. Yes. Um, great point. Great point. I, I completely left out the healing part of it, you know, for us, um, you know, the, 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 the victim, right. Um, you talk about, uh, how pageantry really helped restore your self image of yourself. Um, and so this is a topic, you know, that we oftentimes don't really hear men talk about, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause again, you know, men are, you know, they're, strong and courageous and out fighting in the world. And, you know, men, men have, has a, you know, a man has a, a bad self-image, what, (laughs) you know, it's almost just unheard of. And so talk to our audience a little bit about that. How, how did pageantry help you improve your self-image? Well, you know, being a director for many years and then coaching right behind it, I had to do more than just talk about it it was like I had to be about it as well. So how can I tell these young ladies, this is what you have to do when I, if I was not able to do that myself. Yeah. So that's what made me kind of step out into the realm of competing myself. I was like, oh, I, I think I can do this. Yeah. You know? 
And once and once I did it, then you know, then the appearances came behind it. And then I was really shy about talking in front of people and holding conversations with different types of people. Then I realized I'm able to do that and I was comfortable doing it. And so a lot of my fears and insecurities, those walls came down. Yeah. You know, because yeah. of Pack Three. And and so it 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 helped me, you know, with my self-confidence, with my self-esteem. And so yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, and I don't think, you know, competing delegates um, really understand the power in appearances. You yeah. know, again, that's not something that's really, you know, highlighted or talked about in pageantry. You know, we see pageant title holders, you know, traveling and making appearance and hosting shows, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time you make an appearance, you are presenting yourself. Yeah, and you learn different and you become more comfortable as you do it. Yes. Yes. And it really prepares you for competition. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Because pageantry competition is presenting yourself. Yeah. It's presenting yourself. Yeah. Definitely. Definite power in appearances, Um, you know, to any competing delegates out there, if you are, um, you know, a little hesitant about competition, um, you know, find a, a pageant platform that aligns well with your values and your morals and, um, you know, take that honorary title and start booking yourself, start making appearances. Um, that is absolutely going to help you hands down, um, in your confidence, um, and your self-confidence and your image of yourself. Um, also, uh, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but recording yourself, recording yourself, speaking, recording yeah. yourself, walking, uh, recording, you know, picture, uh, pictures, taking pictures of yourself, looking at pictures mm-hmm. of yourself, how you're posing, how you're presenting yourself yeah. and really not, not to come from a place of a condemnation or judgment because that's not, you know, the foundation of what we're doing, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how to improve, how to speak better, how to stand better. Um, mm-hmm. I'll share with you recently, my husband and I, um, we're, we're doing some, uh, uh print work for a, a plus size designer here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's my husband's first experience in front of a camera. And, you know, the photo shoot was all great and all fun. And then we get the images back. Right. Yeah. And so, and my husband is a, is a very lean man. He's very lean. His, you know, his physique is very chiseled. Um, but he's looking at his pictures and, you know, there's some pictures where he appears to kind of have a belly because of how he's standing. Yeah. And, you know, he, he he's and he's not in pageantry. He's never, you know, modeled ever before. But looking at himself and looking at that picture gives him a visual image of how he's present, you know, how he's seen, how he's seen. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure, Douglas, you there's the, your picture behind you, you know, the, the the beautiful poster behind you. That wasn't the first picture that you've taken of yourself. <laughs> right. That's probably one of. 2000. <laughs> yeah. 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 Talk to us about that, 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 that piece of marketing back there. It's an amazing, amazing picture of you, um, you know, with your current title. I, 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 I need that contact. I, I, who is that? Well, tell me about that. So this is a sponsor gift uh, from one of my sponsors. He's been my sponsor for about seven years from the moment I started competing. I actually met him when I was judging a pageant as Mr. North America. Okay. And he, we introduce each other, you know, we introduce ourselves and he says, oh, I know who you are. I've been following you. 
Uh-huh. I had no idea. Yeah. From, from that moment, he became my sponsor. My photos, anything from my photos, you know, he took, you know, he took care of my photos for me, my headshots, my competition photos, uh, my pop-up banners. This is the second one that he's done for me. Um, he's based here in Dallas, Texas. Nice. Um, his name is Emmanuel Ogiosi. Wow. <laughs> my, my Nigerian brother. <laughs> um, he is with, he is the owner of um, BMP Media here in Dallas. Okay. So, so for, for those of you who are getting that name plug, don't reach out to that gentleman and ask him for sponsorship because you heard it on the Miss Kamei show from Mr. Douglas O'Neill. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. That, that is a yeah. sponsor relationship. Um, you know, talk to us about that a little bit. You know, the importance of a sponsor relationship, Douglas. Um, you know, a lot of people, delegates, even, you know, pageant systems really, really, really stand on the shoulders of sponsors. Well, I will tell you to compete comfortably as a as a competitor sponsors really make a difference yes and so it's really important to maintain those um once you get those sponsors to maintain them and market it market them you know to the best of your ability as a title holder and to try to bring them business you know that's what a sponsor is they give you something in return you give them something and so sponsors are very important so as a director or Miss DFW, uh -huh. that, that became one of my strong points. And I never knew how gifted I was in grabbing sponsors. So, but once I got out of uh, directing, a lot of my sponsors stayed with me because they knew I was going to start competing. So uh -huh. they wanted to sponsor me. Yes. And yes. so I had fitness sponsors that, that, that followed me. Um, Charlene and Norm Orozco, you know, they have been sponsors for me for many, many years. Mm -hmm. um, they sponsor my aesthetics, um, my supplements. Nice. They're still sponsoring me. They're based out of Houston now, uh, MC Fitness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, they were a great sponsor for me. They still are. Um, I've got several, uh, to me shelter. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you to name drop. I don't want you to name drop too many. I don't want yeah, you to but, give your sponsorship it, away. Those, those are like gold. Those no, are gold. They go, they're not going to, they won't get them. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I can hear it now. I watched but, Miss Kamei's interview with Doug yeah. and he mentioned you and. <laughs> yeah, but no, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. They're right here with me. Yes. You know, but I've had people, you know, I have people that sponsor, you know, fitness, you know, aesthetics, um, marketing, photography, cosmetics, um, just anything that I need to make me more successful in competing, I was able to grasp those sponsors. And it's because of them that I have been so successful because I would not have been able to do it by myself. Yes. Yeah. Great key point there. This is not something that you can do, um, you know, by yourself. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, yes, it's possible, right? No. Um, but you know, sponsorship is is makes all the difference in the world, especially when you know you're, uh, you know, as a title holder. I think it's important. You know, sponsorship is important for you as a title holder or as even a competing delegate, right? Um, but really, the pageant system itself. 
you know, um, the, the, the prize packages and, um, you know, just the exposure of, of title holders or competing delegates. Um, the, the, the pageant sponsorship is, is just vital. And so something to keep in mind, you know, if for any of you who are competing in pageantry, you know, you want to think about your pageant system as well, not just you as a competing delegate, not just you as a, as a title holder, but you definitely want to think about, you know, your other pageant brothers and sisters um, and your pageant system and, you know, how you can support your, your pageant system as a whole and sponsorship is huge. Sponsorship mm -hmm. is huge. So yes. at the beginning of our interview, um, you talked about, you know, this date, June 25th of this year. Yes. And, uh, you know, as we, we bring our interview to a close and we just, I mean, we could, we could certainly talk for another hour about, you know, your pageant journey and, and what it has done for you, how it has impacted your life, as well as the, the, the lives of your coaching clients and then your, your competing delegates within your pageant system, because you do so much within the industry. So, you know, you're passing the crown, um, your reign is coming to an end, you're going to be crowning your successor um, in Plano, Texas on June 25th of 2022. Um, what, what, what's the significance in that? You know, what do you want to say to, you know, other kings out there that are considering uh, competing in the man of distinction uh, uh, part of, of, of the pageant? Um, who potentially you may be passing the crown on to. What do you want to tell them on June 25th? So let me just say this. Ladies who are listening to this interview, bring your husbands into the pageantry. Into pageantry. If they have any kind of ham in them whatsoever and they love being in front of the camera and they love presenting themselves, bring them to the All World Beauties Man of Distinction pageant. It's a great pageant system for men um, who just want to make a difference, who want to compete on the stage with their ladies, who want to share in that experience and make it a family experience. Yes. Their, wives, their wives are going to be competing. You come compete with your wife on stage. And who knows, you can both walk away with top titles. Oh, you know, yes. It's a fun experience and it's a bonding experience as well for a man and a woman to be able to bond in a different kind of way. Yes, I love that. I love and that. So, I'm going to make yeah. sure my husband hears your message today. <laughs> yeah. So that's one message that I want to say to them. But um, to my successor, you know, just leave a legacy. You know, it's all about leaving a legacy. And when people say, normally when people ask you, what do you want people to remember about you? They're basically asking you, what do you want your legacy to be? Yes. And, you know, just leave, leave an imprint. It doesn't have to be a big footprint, but if you just leave a little bit of an imprint and you make a difference in somebody's lives, in somebody's life or lives, you've done your job. I can speak on um, a pageant from my Jennifer Embers Gutierrez. Mm -hmm. um, I met her over the last year competing in the... Uh, the Plus America system. Uh-huh. And she messaged me one day and she says, My son saw you. He was so enamored by you. He did not know about kings and things like that. And now he wants to be a king. And then he wanted to meet me. And she asked me if I would 
uh, FaceTime him if I was surprised him to FaceTime. Uh-huh. And so it's things like that that really, you know, make this work, make this journey worthwhile. For a little child to say, I want to meet this person. And then I get on the computer and I surprise this, this little child. Right. You know, and give them some inspiration and give them some hope and say, hey, I want to wear this crown. Or I want to wear yes. the stole or, or something like that. So that's why I say just leave a legacy and leave an imprint um, in whatever you do um, in your pageant journey. If you are chosen next man of distinction, just leave a legacy and, and touch lives. That's yeah. what's most important. Yeah, yeah. You talk about legacy and, uh, you know, sparing the emotional side of, you know, uh, our closing out our interview. Um, your pageant director, Andrea Sledge. Yes. Um, boy, has she already left, already left a legacy in the pageant world. I had uh, the, the, just the great experience of uh, competing against her actually in my very uh, first uh, national pageant competition with the American Beauties Plus pageant system. Mm-hmm. Um, she was crowned uh, the queen in the Miss Division and I was crowned uh, the ambassador. And, you know, people think that when you're competing in pageantry, you know, that, it, that it's a competition and it is a competition. It is. Mm-hmm. It definitely is a competition, um, but it's a competition uh, against yourself and how you present yourself. And I can say, um, you know, Andrea never presented herself as a competitor to me. She uh, presented herself as a pageant sister. Uh, Her mother was there. Um, Her mother's wife was there. Uh, They embraced me as family, Mm -hmm. uh, even to this day, even to this day. Um, I've highlighted uh, past uh, title holders within her pageant system. I've highlighted her. Um, We've just, we journeyed through this this life together, you know, this life of pageantry together. And I I know, I know the legacy that she's leaving behind because she's actually touched me with it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know you guys are close. I know um, you guys have a very special relationship. So, you know, talk to us about the importance of your relationship with Andrea and kind of some history behind it. And, you know, why, why is it so special with, with, with her? You know, when you mentioned her name, I, I immediately teared up because she's made such an impact in my life. Um, I remember a few years ago when I was having a really, really rough time, um, I was I was out of a job. I wasn't working. I had no money. And it was um, Texas Plus America weekend, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And she invited me to come to the pageant with her. Mm-hmm. She says, come spend the weekend with me. I got a hotel room. Hang out with me. And I was like, well, I don't have any money. She's like, I didn't ask you that. Just come, <laughs> come hang out with me. I can hear her saying that. I, yeah. I'm being like, did I ask you about any money? I didn't ask you about yeah. no money. <laughs> and so like, she just took me under her wing and I was able to volunteer while I was there at the pageant. And that's kind of where my, you know, I kind of got that, you know, extra jolt to do some volunteering in the pageant world also. Mm-hmm. But she just, she's like that with everybody. She just took me under her wing. She fed me all weekend. She made sure I got here and there. She got me home. and. 
you know, we just became really close at that point. Mm -hmm. And then she became an advisor for me and a guidance for me and, and a spiritual advisor as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Very, very much a, a faithful servant of, of God. She is absolutely. Yeah. And so when I decided to get back into pageantry as a competitor again, because I was familiar with her, I knew her mother, I knew their spirit and I knew the type of women that they were. It was a no brainer for me to say, I want to compete for a MOD. So I went to my first MOD pageant and I saw Richie Welsh win. And I was like, I want to win that. I want to do just what he did. And so the next year, um, I was ready to compete, but I had some financial situations going on. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't able to compete. However, I was able to roll over. And so three years it took me to get to the Man of Distinction title, but it's because of her support and her love and her guidance and the type of system that she runs. Yes. It's a godly system. And when yes. I say that, I truly mean it. And uh, it's a family-based um, system. You know, they really care about their delegates. And not just the royalty, but they care about their delegates. Right, you know? right. And when they crown an ultimate winner and a man of distinction, it's all about that ultimate experience. You don't just go there and, and compete and win a crown and a stone. But it's about that whole ultimate experience and they bring that yeah in the all world beauties brand and that's something that i'm so proud to be a part of and to be able to represent so when you mention andrea to me she's more than a director mm -hmm. she's a friend she's a sister and even though i'm her title holder and we're close i still catch it just like everybody else <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. so there's no special treatment <laughs> so um and i she, that. I well, she, that right and probably even harder on you even, hard, even exactly. harder on you yes even harder. <laughs> and, and i knew that going in but that's the respect that i have for her yeah and i love her to death and um she's just been there through some of the toughest times for me and that's just the type of director that she is and that's something that we talked about the other day you know, even though she may have things going on in her life, she doesn't put her pageantry on the back burner. She just continues to add to her plate. Yes. You know, yeah. And, and she's got such a great group around her. She's got Miss Crystal Nicole. She's got Miss Monica Rieger. She's got Dr. Raphael Gallego. Oh, so yes, Raphael. When you have a wonderful support system like that. Yes. Uh, you just can't help but be great. And even though she's great by herself, she's even greater with, yes. that, with that wonderful group of co-directors that she has. And, and I'm so blessed to have been a part of that. And I'll always be uh, AWB MOD um, king, regardless of what happens after I pass on this title. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with saying that, <laughs> with I saying I know that, where you're going. You, 
Well, um, you know, for those, uh, I know you know, but for those that don't know, um, I am a, a royal ambassador with the Miss Plus World pageant system. Uh, the amazing, beautiful uh, Nanette Weeks and Constant Zenner, who are directors for that pageant system. Uh, this year, 2022, uh, they just launched uh, Mr. Or Mr. World Intercontinental. And we just had our uh, first Mr. World Intercontinental uh, competition, and uh, it went very well. Uh, there was a par part of it that was virtual. We had some delegates that were competing um, in other countries who actually competed virtually, which was just an amazing, amazing feat to you know to pull off. And, uh, you know, I know uh, Andrea and Nanette and Constance, you know, they, they are sisters in, in Christ and pageant sisters and pageant queens. And we, we have, uh, we've all socialized, you know, within this, this pageant world, uh, despite, you know, being involved or directing uh, different systems. And so, you know, uh, what, what do you think Andrea would say, or how would she feel if, you know, you decided to compete in, you know, 2023 for the title of Mr. World Intercontinental? Do I, do you want me to call her? Do I need to reach out to her and have a little chat with her? You know, I think <laughs> I may have having an interview. She knows our interview. She knows yeah, I'm going to talk right. to you about it. <laughs> well, I think I may have put it in her ear already. I think I may have whispered it to her. Um, but one thing about her, she's very supportive um, in anything that I that I want to do um, in the pageant world. So, so um, is that mean you're? Is that is this a consideration? I mean, I you know, I don't. I'm not trying to recruit you, or you know. <laughs> well, let me tell you, man of distinction. I had said was going to be my last title. I said if I won this pageant, I was going to be. I was going to retire because every stage competition that I've competed in, I've won. So I wanted to keep my record. <laughs> so, um, but Mr. World Intercontinental is sounding pretty tasty right uh, now. So, uh, I'm getting the itch again. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, if you I, have any questions. I love, <laughs> I love being on stage and I love competing. And so... We'll see. There, there may be one more left in me. We'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just to close in in the the conversation, um, the 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 foundation of of the pageant system that you compete in is extremely important to you. You've mentioned that before, yes. and you know I I can tell you, um, you know I I was done with pageantry until um, Nanette and Constance uh, launched uh, Miss Plus World. Yeah. And uh, they brought me back into pageantry. And so, um, you know, you, you know the integrity of them. Um, you know the integrity of the pageant system um, because you're putting, you know, you're partnering with their brand as well. Um, mm -hmm. because you, you are a brand yourself. And so, um, you know, knowing you, knowing what system you come from, um, knowing the title that you hold right now, um, you know, knowing the foundation of Miss Plus World and Mr. World Intercontinental, uh, very well aligned, sir, and yeah. uh, would definitely not uh, disappoint you in, you know, representing that pageant system. Um, we would love to have you. We would love to have you. You've reigned supremely. 
Um, there's no doubt about that. And you're, uh, you know, an, an amazing representative for the Kings around the world. So I thank you. I thank you for the consideration. I thank you for what you're doing in pageantry through pageantry. Um, tell, tell people how they can contact you. Um, you know, you've got your, your pageant coaching business. Not only are you a title holder, uh, but you also, um, uh, your, your pageant coaching business, Prince of Pageantry Consulting. Uh, so if somebody's interested in, in, in coaching with you um, or getting some mentorship, or if they just want to follow you in your journey and, and, and how you have come to reign supremely, where can people find you and connect with you? Well, on Instagram, you can find me at my first, middle, and last name, Douglas O'Neill Green. I'm on Instagram. Um, Facebook, you can find me at Douglas O'Neill. You can also find me on Facebook under the uh, Douglas O'Neill, Mr. Our World Media's Man of Distinction. Um, and Prince of Pageantry Consulting is also on Facebook as well. So I have plenty of avenues where you can reach out to me. And you can also reach out to me for booking opportunities uh, through Andrea Sledge uh, on the National All World Beauties Facebook page. Well, thank you so much, King, for your interview today. I'm so grateful uh, that you stepped onto my platform um, and up to my podium and shared your story. Um, keep shining. Keep sharing your testimony. Keep growing in your courage. Keep growing in boldness and sharing your testimony and helping other kings uh, in their journey to the ground. Thank you so much, Douglas. Um, we this will not be our last uh, chat, and you know I'm I'm looking at that date, June 25th. I'm going to be yeah. watching you. <laughs> Alrighty, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I've You're been looking forward to this for quite some time. Thank you so much, Douglas. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. Thank you so much, everybody. You've been watching the Miss Kamei show on YouTube. Please like and share this video and tag someone who needs to hear this message. Thank you so much for watching you guys. Bye-bye.